Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I can see all the things I've done wrong and I just don't want people to go through my same experience. And so hopefully they haven't had to go through the pain that I've had to go through to sort of get there. And you don't have to. That's a crazy thing. This is Property Invest Story where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm your host, Tyron Shum and in this episode, we're back chatting with Darren Standish, a property investment advisor with over hundreds of development projects under his name. Standish shares with us his step-by-step strategy for success in property investment and how he balances his duty as a father with handfuls of ongoing development projects every day. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. When Standish first began investing in property, he was prepared to risk his money, opting to step out of his comfort zone and learn the ins and outs of the industry to his very best. It's a lot of money for anybody really when, you, when you're investing in property. It's a scary thing and it's something that people don't do every day. You know, I've, I've become a bit relaxed about it now because I'm doing it all the time and obviously for me, I've, you know, I've done hundreds of developments and I've been involved in thousands of property transactions. So, but I talked to some of my friends and they've just, literally they've just, they were renting and they bought a house and then they moved in and that's basically all they've done basically. They signed a contract with the agent, um, organized their finance and then a month later, they moved into the house. And you talk to them and it was like the most stressful thing they'd done in their entire life. It was just, oh my God, I can't believe we did this. And I can't believe you do this all the time. It's so stressful. And for me, I'm like, you didn't actually do anything. Like you basically just bought a house and moved in. It wasn't so hard. And so the thing to understand is it's, it's a new thing for a lot of people. When you're talking about money, that's a really personal thing and a really stressful thing for people as well. And obviously, as you start upping the stakes and you're, you know, it's not, it's not a house you're going to move into, but it's also, you know, you're going to knocking things down, you're subdividing, they're all new terms and new terminology and you start to have to, you know, talk to all these people you never talked to before and starting to trust all these people you never talked to before. So, and it can be a, be a really scary thing. And so, but sometimes you're going to have to put yourself out of the comfort zone. You're going to have to look at the benefits and, and look at why you're doing it, why you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to achieve out of these goals. While most property investors may recommend beginners to build their knowledge of the industry from reading plenty of books and accessing other resources, Stanish also encourages personal interactions with others to leverage from their experiences. One of the things I've been talking about is is building experience and building the knowledge and the more developments you do, the more you learn and, and the less mistakes you're going to make. Um, but the thing I learned going along is you don't have to know everything. You don't have to... There's other people out there that have already got this experience and this knowledge 
And so you really want to leverage off their experience. And so that might be the real estate agent or your mortgage broker or your commancer or your surveyor or your builder or your engineer or whatever they happen to be. They've got all this knowledge and all this experience you can leverage off. And the amazing thing is they know they know what can go wrong and they, they want to help you. They want you to not experience the pain that they've experienced sometimes. And obviously, when I'm helping my clients, I don't want people to go through the journey I've gone through because it, there was painful times and it took a lot of effort. And, and so I want to, to make it as easy as possible for my clients and have, have a good experience. And so you know, building a team around you, the value of that is not only the fact that they can really do some of the work for you, whether it's your commander or your surveyor or your builder or whatever, but also the value of that is the experience and knowledge. And not just their experience and knowledge, but their past clients they've had experience and knowledge of. So you're you're learning from 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 their clients and from their other clients and, and you're building this network around you and it makes sort of building like an invincibility shield. It gives you a lot of confidence, a lot of power when you're out there investing in properties. Standish adopted this mindset after learning the hard way that trial and error doesn't always work out and it is okay to learn from others personally. Unfortunately, um, I, I learned by trial and error. It's just, I think it's my, my just the type of person I am. I just like to learn from the inside out. And so, you know, I started up a mortgage broking company not because I wanted to be a mortgage broker. So I just want to understand how finance works. And so from, from the outside looking in, you can't really think like a mortgage broker. And so I just like the idea of just understanding how it all worked. Um, likewise, I didn't want to be a real estate agent, but I really want to understand the best way to sell a house. And so obviously I sold all my own houses and I started helping other clients selling a house. And so now I think like a real estate agent, but I, I've sort of 10x that to try and work out the best way to sell a house. And I've just spent the last five years trying to work out the best way to sell a house. How can I sell the house for the most amount of money in the shortest possible time? And so it took me a long time to try and work out how to do that. Likewise, with the building side of things, you know, it just happened. I you know, started building you know, hundreds of houses for clients, um, just helping them, not me personally. I wasn't the builder. I would help them negotiate with the builders. And, and through that process, I just wanted to understand it more. So that's why I got my builder's license. So I can build houses for people. I don't. Um, I still help them just negotiate with builders. But I really wanted to think like a builder. And so so to be honest with you, I don't think that's the right journey to go on. I think it's the more difficult journey and, and you're trying to – I don't think you have to know everything. I think you really just have to find people you can trust that you can really um, leverage off of their experience. After decades of experience in the field, Standish's focus has shifted from working long hours at his job to creating more value with his work so he can spend more time with his family and avoid being locked in an office every day. To be honest, I'm in a different stage of my life right now. And so remember, I started out, um, you know, wanting to build property portfolio and, and trying to, you know, make a whole pile of money and all that sort of stuff. My, my focus has changed now. I don't really care about any of that sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm probably more focused on lifestyle. And I've got some young kids, a three and a five-year-old. So really, my whole focus is just hanging out with my kids. And that's one of the things I really like about property or property development in particular. It's quite efficient for your time. Like you really don't have to, you can you make good money for not doing very much. And so, and likewise, even helping my clients, you know, I can, I can, they can pay me money, which is decent amounts of money for me to help them out. And I don't have to, it doesn't take me a lot of time, but I'm creating huge amounts of value for them. And so they're willing to pay me more than they would if I was, you know, digging a hole for them, even though it's a lot harder work for me to go out in their backyard and dig a hole, but they'd pay me a lot more money to sit down with them and just explain to them how to do a development or analyze a project for them or manage a subdivision or sell the house or whatever. And so, so it's really about focusing on creating value. And so that's why I like about property development. You can, 
you know, a project might take a year and a half, but you really might only do 40 hours or maybe 80 hours worth of work. You might make 100 grand or 200 grand or 300 grand in a project. So when you think about it, if you're getting paid per hour and you can work 80 hours and make 300 grand, it's pretty crazy when you break it back per hour type thing. Stanish believes that it's best for both investing beginners and long-time investors to constantly be asking questions and seeking to be more efficient in their work. I think um, really I'm just constantly asking people questions. And I suppose that even within my, my life as an accountant, I was constantly asking people questions of why, why are you doing that? You know, and I'm just sort of just trying to learn everything, single thing you do, you learn little things. And even when I think I know the answer, I still ask them why. And then they sometimes they surprise you with a different different response than what you expected. And I, you know, I'm, so just constantly questioning why you're doing something and is is that the reason? And so it's amazing if you question why you're doing it, then a lot of the stuff you're doing is irrelevant and you can do things a lot easier. And you know, an example why, as I talked about making myself paperless, you know, I sign all my documents electronically, and so you know, I've been like that for like five years. Saves me so much amount of time. I can just email someone, they sign the document electronically, it comes back, it's all done. I've just saved a huge amount of time rather than driving around getting people to do signatures. And yet very few real estate agents I know do that. Even though it's totally legit, everyone can do it. The the real estate industry have their own system for sending out electronic documents to be signed automatically. I've never had a real estate agent send me an electronic document before. So I'm just constantly asking yourself, why Why am I doing this? Is there a better way of doing it? Is there an easier way of doing it? Because, you know, I'm sure there's always something else you could be doing with your time rather than, you know, what you're doing right now. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Standish's property investment strategy and how he has made a name for himself in the South Australian property market. The thing I've always got in my head, I, I sort of, it's my own sort of system that I sort of developed and I call it the Oak Principle why he believes reading books on property investment isn't quite as helpful as many may believe it to be. But I just sort of found by learning stuff and not applying it, it's not particularly valuable. His personal habit that investors should adopt to guarantee their success. So I think my personal habit is is just trying to build knowledge and understanding. And so so I think that's definitely helped me in the sense that I, and I can see things in different angles. And that's next. I'm Tyron Sharp and you're listening to Property Investory. Looking at buying property, unsure which suburb to choose? Let me share with you an amazing tool. It's called Location Score and it's the simplest way to decide where to buy profitable property all over Australia. Created by property experts Ben Kingsley, Bryce Holloway and Jeremy Shepard. You can check it out at propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score. Also, when you buy through my affiliate link, I'll give you one month access to the Property Investory Club where you can learn from the experts and be part of a private property investing community valued at $99. Visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score to claim your special offer. When it comes to property investment strategy, Standish already has his own creation in mind, a strategy he calls the O principle. He explains the three-stage strategy in detail. One of the things when I'm talking to clients and when I'm, the thing I've always got in my head, I, I sort of, it's my own sort of system that I sort of developed and I call it the Oak Principle. And, and the very first stage of, of this is the, the, the O is the origin is, is really just trying to really think about um, 
just structuring, really getting yourself ready to invest before you even start, basically. So think about your structure. Think about your, 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 where you're at right now financially, what you can afford to do, what your lifestyle can allow you to do. You know what. So firstly, making sure you've got your finances in order, educating yourself so, you're, um, so you know exactly what your options are and, and what is going to apply, uh, apply to you. And then just really planning out a direction so you actually know, you know, this is the way I want to go. This is the strategy aligned with my where I want to get to. And then you've got a plan before you even start. So I think that that's the very first stage. And then the second stage is just, just going forward, acting, basically. It's just really doing something. You know, if you sit there building all this knowledge and all this experience and trying to learn about all these different things, if you don't do anything, you're not going to achieve anything. So, but I think it's really important to, it's to focus on one thing and just focus that one thing, get really good at, as we mentioned before. And so, and then once you've focused on that one thing, you can start to build a team around you um, that really can help you support you with that strategy and so and then from there on you just repeat that you just start doing it more and more and more and just building those skills and it gets to the point where it's you're reducing your risk so significantly that you know you can't go wrong done and tested standish's o principle strategy prevents investors from making repeated and unnecessary mistakes as it builds from the personal experience of each investor you really can't make any mistakes because you know exactly what's going to happen before it happens and sort of sort of like you're predicting the future and it's just it becomes crazy i can see a property and i can just google it and just know exactly what's going to happen and what's going to go wrong you know i'll still go off and when i analyze a project i do like a 200 page report and i'm still over the top with my analysis but usually it's just confirming what i already know that i've looked at it in 2 minutes but the reason it's important to go through everything is because you miss one thing that's the difference between profitable and not profitable or it's you can't subdivide because you miss this one you know the, there's a an easement or a you know the sewer or some sort of you know the stormwater or it could be some random thing that you haven't thought about it before so you have to go through everything every single time to make sure you haven't missed anything the third stage of standish's property investment strategy is to simply accumulate the information one has gathered and apply it to a physical investment property it's relatively hard for me to make a mistake so so that's the second stage. And then finally, you get to the third stage. That's where you've accumulated knowledge and that, um, that, all, that, all that information you've gained and you can actually start to apply that. I think people have to really get themselves ready first, find out where they are right now, find out where they want to get to and then map out a plan and then just really focus on that till they get really good at it. And then once they get really good at it, they'll know at the point in time they're really good at it because they, they find they can't make mistakes and they find it really easy. And then they can maybe look at diversifying into other strategies. By sticking to Standish's O principle strategy, investors will become more aware of investment opportunities that may have been previously gone unseen. 10 years ago, all the good deals were, but I'm just like, man, I can't believe you can't see all these amazing opportunities that are out there. So it's just about opening your eyes to the opportunities. And sometimes, you know, when you're ready, when you've got those skills and experience and knowledge, you'll just open your eyes one day and just see all these opportunities out there. But, um, but when you're starting out, everything's all new and everything's all difficult. You just you just think it's impossible. But you know, if you stick with it and get really good at whatever it is you get good at, then it will just open up all these opportunities for you. Stanish is aware that project cycle's pace is different for every one of his clients and thus encourages investors to invest comfortably and at their own pace and under the advice of an accommodating property investment advisor. The crazy thing is developments are such such a long cycle, sales cycle, I suppose, or the project cycle. And the, really the question is, where does your, your project cycle start? And so I'll talk to people. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to thousands of people really. And so I just chat to people and they've got a project that they're looking at doing something with. And it might be three or four years before they're ready to do something. Because the other thing I mentioned to you before is, you know, you've, you've got to be ready to go. You've got to 
you've got to you've got to get to the end and so you don't want to start unless you're ready to get to the end and so you either do it or you don't do it and if you're not ready then you just wait until you're ready so i'll have a lot of people they're not ready yet and so when they when they're ready then they'll give me a call and so has that project started yet we already looked at it we can see there's potential i've identified certain things but then we'll just put it on hold until they're either they're getting their finances in order or they're going to sell off another property or they're just maybe they're just not ready to take on that sort of punt because there's other things happening on their life and so other projects i'll be having they'll we might go through the process getting approvals through and then they might sort of renovate things or they might sell things or build things or subdivide things. And so there's just a whole pile of different things changing all the time with different people. So it literally can be years and years and years before even people start. And then a project could last for a couple of years before it's even finished. And then we obviously have to sell the property off after that. So I'll literally be dealing with probably a couple of hundred people I'd be chatting to at any particular point in time where, you know, you could sort of say the projects are active, but in reality, there's only there's only a handful that are are really, you know. The way Stanis charges his clients also reflects his increasing focus on creating value with his work rather than simply working longer hours. Yeah, one of the things I realized very early on when I thought I was going to start helping out people with doing developments is I thought maybe I could charge people per hour. The problem is everyone says, well, how long is it going to take? And I'm like, I don't know. And so that's the problem you get when you charge people per hour. And likewise, the other thing I found was, you know, remember we talked about how much you can earn as a property developer and the amount of hours you actually spend. You might earn, you know, $200,000 but you spend 80 hours working it. Yeah. And so you sort of, when you work out how much you get paid per hour, you're like, well, how much do I charge a client if I'm helping them out per hour? Yeah. yeah it's a really hard thing to work out. And so even, you know, from what might be for me a relatively small amount I'm charging them per hour, but for them, it's a huge amount of money that they're being charged per hour. And so, there's this stress then from their perspective and my perspective, I've got to give them a huge amount of value in a really short period of time. And so that means I talk really, really fast and try and tell them everything <laughs> I possibly can in that hour because I want to make sure they get all the value they can. The thing is it becomes, you know, it's just too overwhelming for them. They don't get any value out of it if I just talk at them for an hour and just tell them thousands of things. And so I, I quickly, quickly, very early on, I decided that wasn't really for me. I actually pulled out of helping out of helping people for developments because I just thought, how am I going to charge people? Um, because it was just, I didn't think they were getting the value they could. Then I changed my mindset to how do I, I could maybe give them discrete packages of information and really structure it so that they just pay me a set fee for, for a set service that I do, whether that's analyzing a project or managing a subdivision or helping out with the build or selling the property or doing the finance or whatever. They knew exactly how much was it going to cost before it happened. And so, and then they could take a leave, whatever they wanted. If they wanted me to analyze a project or manage a subdivision, they could do whatever they wanted or they could do it all themselves or whatever. And that was all fine. So that's sort of the way, the way I structured it. So now people know exactly how much it's going to cost. That's something that comes down to my experience. So I know how much effort it's going to take me and I know what I can do. And I know I can deliver a lot more value than what I'm charging clients. And so now I can charge them a set fee for things because I know what's going to happen before it happens essentially. And so, yeah, otherwise the other thing I do for people too is also help people source development. While Standish has read many books on property investment himself, he believes that first-hand experience is always best as opposed to knowledge that may not be easy to understand and applicable to projects, especially for investing beginners. I don't know. I've read so many things. Okay, let me start from the start then. So, um, so basically, when I started out, I just, I just tried to learn everything. I tried to learn as much as I possibly could. So I read heaps and heaps and heaps of books and went to seminars and webinars and networking meetings and did crazy amounts of stuff before I even started. Um, 
But I just sort of found by learning stuff and not applying it, it's not particularly valuable. It's maybe it's good for you to try and understand what makes sense to you and what doesn't make sense to you. But even in hindsight, when some of the things I read back in the past that made no sense to me or didn't really apply to align with my mindset at the time, I look at it now and it looks, you know, it makes total sense. But it's only because I'm in a different place right now and different level of experience and different level of knowledge. And so I think you're really going to find um, something that really touches you and makes sense for you at that particular point in time. And I think, um, you know, obviously things like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all those type of things are, are great to just give you an understanding of the structure of how to try and make money. Stanish also believes that his most contributing habit to his success is his drive to learn and understand from different perspectives. So I think my personal habit is is just trying to build knowledge and understanding. And so so I think that's definitely helped me in the sense that I've, and I can see things in different angles. Um, even just, you know, you might have dealt with one surveyor before, but you're dealing with different surveyor. You just learn different ways of doing things and different ways of thinking about things. And so just constantly learning is probably my personal habit, I suppose. But it can see you not necessarily always good because you're always trying to learn new things. And sometimes, like I said, it's probably better just to be applying knowledge rather than just building knowledge for the sake of building knowledge because it's it's irrelevant sometimes. <laughs> all this knowledge you're building, you don't need it. So what's the point? And you're probably pushing out all this extra knowledge you got out of your brain for something. So I think the key for a lot of people is just to, to apply their knowledge and just focus on whatever they're doing is creating value and and whether that value is valuable to them is going to be different for different people. Like for me, you know, the value for me is when I talked about I don't want to be driving around signing off signatures because that time I could be spending with my kids kicking the football. For those interested in hearing more about Darren Standish, his business and his achievements, you can find him active on many social platforms and even host his own podcast. Yeah, so they can check me out in a whole pile of different places. I've got uh, I've got my own podcast, which is called Property Secrets, where uh, I interview all these whole pile of experts, just like you do, Tyron. And then also, I have a uh, Facebook group called The Art of Property Investing, so they can check that out. I've got my own Facebook pages as well. So Darren Standish, my business is called Property Prosperity, so you can check out my um, my 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 fan page on there on Facebook. Um, Instagram, Twitter, a whole pile of different stuff. So I'm pretty much everywhere. I just keep sending out because one of the, one of the reasons why I like to do that, just educate people and give them huge amounts of information, is the find I find the more I educate people, the the easier my job becomes because they come to me and they know what they're talking about and they know what they can do and they know what they can't do and they come to me and say, okay, down, I'm ready to go. And so, whereas sometimes when they come to me, they don't have that knowledge and they don't have that basic understanding. They're a little bit confused. They're not not sure what to do and what not to do. So I've, you know, I've I've written books on building. Um, I've written books on subdividing. I've written books on selling their properties. I've written books on renovating. I've, you know, I'm just putting out huge amounts of content. I do a lot of videos, getting out there, just showing people with things that I'm out out on site, showing little subdivisions I'm doing, and and talking about retaining walls or stormwater or trees or easements, and just trying to really educate people because. You know, there's no secrets out there. At the end of the day, it's just going to help people out. It's going to make um, make their life a little bit easier. And like I said, it's just um, I don't want them to have to go through the pain that I've had to experience. So, yeah, just get out there and grab all the information you can and just learn as much as you possibly can. And then, yeah, when you're ready, reach out and send me a message or a Facebook message or a text or a call or an email and then happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank you to Darren Standish, our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. If you want to hear more about his journey, visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar, Darren Standish and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? 
Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.